All right, Alexa, take it away. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, all you Central Florida gator wrangling, plastic surgery having, prescription pill abusing, high humidity rednecks? Yeah, we have a we have a sweet show today, including a visit from a classic BC podcast, Mark Solomon of Staves Acre. We will be taking your questions and hearing from the audience. We will be discussing a multitude of idiotic topics as they occur to us. We will, as always, receive a jumbo dose of the truth. That's right. News with Toby. Yes. yes. And now, live from Cannot a wait. wood shop in Orlando, yeah. more white guys beatboxing. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Wow, she showed out. Can I say that? Three, two, one. Hit it, Joey. Everybody help him out. Y'all don't even know what he's doing. Brass monkeys. The monkeys. All right. All right. Join me in my sound effects here. Yeah. Man. Really Precision. good, really good. Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast, everybody. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. We get louder. Yeah, a little louder. A little man, bit louder. You. We are coming to you today in. I guess this is winter part, but basically we're Orlando, Florida, and we are in a woodworking shop. Right. Let's set the yeah. tone for yeah. the listening audience. So you guys are in on the show with us. So if you're if you're out there listening, we want to set set the tone for you. We're in, as Toby says, a woodworking shop. There's. It's called Hog, Hog Eat. Eat Hog in Winter yep. Park, Florida, and there are literally uh, tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of uh, woodworking materials and raw materials in this shop yeah. that we're sitting in right now. And it's a concrete slab garage. It's a giant place, and we're here with uh, what appears to be just under 50 of our, of our closest friends in, in Winter Park. So. And uh, what's interesting about it is it reminds me so much of uh, when we first started playing in in Emory and playing shows, like it's like it's like that we're revisiting the the begin. It's like the beginning of something new. We played VFW halls and garages, and if we could have, if we when we started our band could have had a crowd even this big paying as much attention as you are, it would have been unreal. <laughs> I know it's really fun. One of the first shows we ever played as Emory was in a room just like this. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, without all the good and cool gear, which is really funny to me because like we're doing this for a living and we're doing a podcast and music and all this stuff. But I promise you. If I could work with wood and do this instead, I would. I'm just so bad at it. Like if I tried to make a table or a chair, it would be so dangerous and bad. I'm just not artistic that way. I love it. It seems manly and awesome to take a tree and then turn it into something even really cool out of your brain. You have an idea for that, but I can't, literally cannot do that. Does this remind you, though, of all the awkward times of, of the places you wind up? On tour, the first years, local shows oh, totally. and touring. Can you remember yeah. some of those? Like some of the places we wound up that you would just like you show up, garages. you try, you go to load in, and you just get this. No offense, because this is great. <laughs> I'm saying, but you get this. Yeah, talk shit about no, the place I, that opened no, up the doors. No, no, to no, us. no, it's great. I'm just saying, <laughs> no you get, offense, this you, sucks. No, like I, this, I, like I think it. it's great. But I'm saying when we're playing in a band and you go in these places and you just you get this sinking feeling in your stomach, like oh, there's there's no stage and this we're, this is basically like somebody's party and that they're throwing and they got us to come. Except problem is they don't even have any friends. 
And so yeah. it's not going to be a very good party, and they think we're going to have to play, you know, do what it is. But the challenges of it, it's like not a standardized thing at all, like playing music or doing anything new or creative. Like podcast tours, that's not even a thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure uh, some people uh, yeah, do podcasts right. live in theaters when they can sell a thousand tickets, but podcast tours for 40 people, that's not even a thing. So, I mean, it's, the, it's like a totally uncharted territory, and it's, it's amazing the amount of thrill it is to, to, to be doing that and how scary it is. I feel always in the late afternoon just a sense of panic almost every day on tour um, or when we do this stuff of just like, what are we doing? Is this a uh, crazy totally idea or not? Yeah, nobody in plan tonight when you're asked about tonight and you, they say, hey, what's that, that podcast show? I, I, I'm scared that people are going to go, I mean, yeah, the podcast was cool, but man, some of the tables they had there were just amazing and wonderful. <laughs> yeah, the podcast, whatever. I wish I could have bought that desk. That would have been really awesome. <laughs> Like, like, I'm scared that it's like that. But, yeah, it, it is funny. I think the same way as when you start, you always have these visions of grandeur that are like, oh, yeah, I'll be playing in front of thousands of people on this crazy stage. Right. And that, that's all you ever – when I grew up, that's all I thought stages were, were massive. And, you know, I saw, you know, whatever it was, Guns N' Roses, whatever my favorite bands were at the time, playing giant arenas and stuff like that. And then when we started playing places like this – I was like, oh, this is real, and people are still coming. And so that's what I, I actually think it's really neat that you can, you're right, people don't do podcast tours that much. That's not necessarily a thing. And nobody driving around this area thinks that there's a live podcast that's what's going happening, on right? there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's this combination. If you do anything creative, which I know people, I know you guys, how many of you guys do something like write books, play in bands, start something, try to be something on the internet? Yeah. yeah, a good quarter a to have. Being raised. Yeah, so the the thing is, when you when you're doing those things, it's going to be crazy, and there's not going to be any rules, and that's how. Um, I mean, that doesn't mean you're on the right track, but there there's going to be significant weird things, you know. Like everybody has this conception of of success and and things like that, but it's mostly just weird stuff. That's really what everything it what everything is. It's it's just. But I think that's like the the invention of the internet has brought us here to this like we were talking about today like the idea of like uber and sharing and doing yeah. stuff like nobody would ever think a wood shop you would have a live podcast but now that you can actually do that through meeting people that's right through the internet stuff like that like it's actually cool it ends up being a, a great venue that you have fun at and it's, it's way it, different and you and, remember and it so hard like this right. will be such a memory and you uh there's no money even exchanged here nobody paid when they got here nobody even checked well i'm not going to say that but nobody checked you on the guest list, probably. I hope people yeah. don't show up to the other shows. But we no, didn't even we really, really, check, we really the check the guest list. <laughs> Anybody listening that's trying to sneak in tomorrow uh, night? You know, I mean, like... Hardcore so on that. We made the tickets name your own price, and we can all be... I don't know. It's, it's super fun. But like I said, there's not... When you start something that's crazy and new, it's, you, it's just all going to be adventure. And, and that's the part of it I, I guess you have to enjoy. That's the ups and the downs of it. And usually those are wrapped up in the same thing. Unless... And I'm going to try and get Joey involved in the conversation. In the, in the, yeah. What, what's it like in the church world? It seems like... Like they ship you off with a million dollars in a new building. When, I mean, that's different when, when you do that startup, right? How does that work? No, Joey we, would be caught dead, dead having a church service in this place. <laughs> no, there are right. There's a I lot know, of like startup churches that do it like super DIY ground yeah. level kind of stuff. I'm yeah. sure, right? Yeah, yeah. We start off in a high school, and now we're in a movie theater. So, <laughs> terrace movie theater. Man, you are on fire tonight. Thank you for bringing so much to the conversation. You're welcome. Matt tried to bring you, give you an olive leaf, olive yeah. branch, and nothing. So uh, it was a cafeteria and then a movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. All right. You're doing all right. Yeah. Do y'all, you, you guys don't think that we're monopolizing the conversation and talking over Joey, right? You can tell that he's not being engaged, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. I've got a kidney stone right now. No, no I mean, I, w- I wasn't with you guys with the no, stuff that you're talking about. So I'm, I'm, I'm listening intently. I'm enjoying it. I- I'm one of them right now. Yeah. I'm tracking. I like that you guys are unpacking a lot right now. So it's blessing me, brothers. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the church, uh, can I talk about church You're real free quick? to, yeah. Uh, so I was talking to these guys over here earlier, and they, their church went to a, a conference that I went to. And uh, can you not interrupt? Uh, <laughs> Come on. I'm kidding, dude. My God. I got I'm your sorry, back, sir. dog. I got, no, I talked to him earlier, man. We've already got a connection, oh, okay. man. So you get um, to bully yeah, him like you bully yeah, definitely. him. Uh, so anyway, I want to I want to preface by saying, uh, I, you know, I'm watching these teachers, and a lot of them they're old school. They've been around for so long. I'm like, man, these guys, they're they. I can tell. I know this sounds silly, but I can tell they're praying like crazy. They've got like such wisdom, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, Is there man, any it's names? Awesome. What? Any names? Oh, uh, like Chris Hodges, them? Rick Bezet, Greg Surratt, and these guys. Uh, Rick Bezet is actually a former guest on our podcast. I actually talked to him. Here's a. A mega church pastor who's got the fastest growing church in America, and he's telling uh, he's telling me he's like, man, I tell people about your podcast, and I tell them, man, you got to listen from start to finish. You can't just judge that thing on one, two, you know, ten minutes. Uh, it, which is, <laughs> I just can't believe he's telling people about the bad Christian podcast. So anyway, I really, really love and appreciate a lot of stuff that was going on. But I'm going to tell you, I was blown away by a, cu- a couple of things specifically that was said. The thing that I could not get away from, and I shared this with our, our team that went up there, is there's just this this feeling of bigger is better. And if you have a small community, trust God, because someday he's going to bless you for a bigger one. I'm like, what are they saying? So here's here, I'll give you two specific examples. First of all, Joyce Meyer, uh, she was the speaker, and she actually said, and I, I, I liked 80% of what she said, but she actually said, so I realized I was struggling with pride early in my ministry days, and then I realized, no wonder I'm still doing ministry on my living room floor with the people doing a Bible study. I was like, oh, so God's punishing her by making her have a Bible study on the living room floor. Then there was a documentary that they showed about a new church uh, that was being started, and the girl actually said, she looked at her husband, she said, so then I realized we're not just doing a cute little Bible study anymore. We're going big. And I was like, what in the hell? I could not believe it. A cute little Bible study? Last I checked, Bible studies are pretty effective. I mean, yeah, a smaller like group amazing of people. But, but you have to understand that that is the nature of a beast at something like a conference. So just I'll back off from, but that's not from, good. I'll back off from making fun of the church for a minute and say if you go to, if it's a dentist conference or if it's a con- anything that happens at a convention center in a big city where you're doing the thing, it's for people to network and grow. So, like, it's it's a self-selecting population. So, if you go and take your team and want to go to a pastor's conference, I mean, that's what that's what it's for. It's to, it's to follow the business model of the country and do the things that you got to do to learn what uh, tri- ticks, trip tricks and tips from other people of the trade in order to grow your thing. Well, that's the as, idea. As long as we can acknowledge that, that's not necessarily a good thing. They're doing maybe what you're saying they should do, but that's not necessarily a good thing. Right. It's, it's probably weird in that culture that it seems inherent that, of course, that's normal and standard, whereas that completely, I hope, completely underrepresents the rest of Christianity that maybe 
isn't that isn't minded that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and here's the thing: there's a lot of them saying to, oh, you know, trust God in this season, and even acknowledging that, you know, the smaller church and stuff. But there's still this feel. Everybody who's telling you this they have a church of over ten thousand people. Yeah. The other thing that was a little, I was just like, oh, this can't be right. Is they kept saying stuff along the lines of, you pastors. You guys have been called for this season of the church. And I was like, well, I thought the whole church was called for this season of the church. It was almost like this distinction of pastors having this unbelievable uh, uh, upper echelon role that I was just like, no, don't, don't make that distinction. I think everybody does, is Does it important. bother you, though, because it, you think that they're not telling the truth of what they want? Like, for example, this podcast, you would love to have bigger numbers and grow this podcast right. and grow your platform and your reach and all that stuff. You would love to grow from 50, 60,000 listeners to double that to 100,000 to a million. And so that's all they're saying. Is it, So does it bother you that they wouldn't say that? They they would only say, we just want lives changed. They don't, but that, you're, is your thinking that they actually do just care about the numbers? That actually is validation for what they're doing? No. I, what's the problem with getting bigger? Uh, I don't think the problem is getting bigger. It's the problem of not celebrating smaller. What's wrong with small? I mean, what's wrong with a cute like, little Bible like, study? Right. If it's yeah, that makes sense to me. Just saying, those people ain't at the conference, and to validate the pastors being there and tell them this is about them and you guys are doing it, that's a great tactic to make them feel like they got their money's worth and they'll come back next year. Because I'm telling you, all conferences, all conferences that are held are mostly about money. Like you grow this and grow this if you have right. if you own Comic Con. Yeah. And then it's this and you want to make something awesome, but it's just to have a big like if you had if a church gets big enough and a leader gets big enough, then he'll then he'll be able to have a conference. Yeah. I mean and it's all selling the vendors booths right. and this and that or whatever. That's I mean uh, that's just the way it is. And the last crazy thing that happened is behind me and I didn't want to turn around, but there was a dude behind me having sex because he kept saying, Mmm Mmm, that's good. That's good. You didn't mm. turn around to look. You're just assuming. Mm, that's based, good. You're just assuming like, based he's on getting the- a quickie in yeah. during this guy's talk. Yeah. I was like, See, I can't turn around. You couldn't turn. It would have been rude. Uh, yeah, it would have been really wanna, rude. Yeah. But I was worried about people behind him because right. they saw right. it going but, on. But you're just assuming based on the audio cues, you know, the auditory stimulation that you heard that that's what must have been what was going on behind you. Well, obviously, yeah. Yeah, I have totally. wondered that. Like, how much of the same things that people say and shout out in church do they say in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yes, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Uh, I heard a segment on that recently, and it's from a podcast called Ask Science Mike. And somebody asked him about uh, about he was talking about cussing or something. And he goes, yeah. one of the primary uh, modes of cussing is to draw upon like whatever is the the most important thing in the culture or society. Yeah. So you're not, when you're trying to, you're like reaching for significance or something, you want to say something powerful, yeah. you just invoke the, the most profound name that you can. So atheists and Christians alike will go, oh God, you know, during sex or if they're upset or whatever. <laughs> like that's, a, that, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. you, you would use the, whatever, the deity or the most powerful name you could at the time and that's across multiple cultures, not just this one. Do, do like Christians that feel awkward about cussing and stuff like that, do they just say the first letter? <laughs> Like yeah, they I'm, substitute. I'm gonna f you, and I'm like, <laughs> this, this feels so. Oh my gosh! So, right, so, Toby, that, so does does bigger mean more? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you transition. <laughs> is bigger better, huh? 
I actually was jumping back to churches, and oh, then okay, I realized, yeah. I realized is bigger better the, the no, big does, question. Does bigger mean God's blessing? That, because that that's that seemed to be the feel. No one was necessarily saying that. Some people were, but I don't I don't necessarily <laughs> think that's the that's the case. Here's the thing. I don't think that those giant churches, and you and I work at a giant church, right. and our pastors and leaders do not think, they, they really do care about the single person, but I believe it's because they are so big. Like, I think the people at, the, it's really easy when you're, it's the same thing as like, you know, uh, you see a big actor that does a movie that's like, a, you know, one of the Marvel comic movies or whatever, and they talk about, yeah, you know, and you ask them what their favorite movie is, and it's this little indie film they did that was so, you know, it didn't hardly make any money, you know, but that's my favorite film, but they won't ever say the biggest movie is, is the best, but it's just, it's just really easy to say you care about the small thing when you have that unbelievable amount of size and money and all that stuff going, so I do think that bigger is better, but I don't think that... <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I don't think that. I do think that bigger is not better, but I don't think that the intent of those pastors with giant churches or the staff and all that stuff is to be bad. They, they uh, think yeah. it's working. Growth the, the, is a bit intoxicating right. no matter what you're doing. That's a, just a fact. But you, just, you can, just, the more you, you accumulate fact, anything, you think it's better. That's what I'm saying. It's a natural fact of anything yeah. that growth is intoxicating. And I mean, what else? I mean, it just that's just the way it yeah, would be. The, uh, and I think that's really a big time American culture, uh, American dream thing of get more, get more, collect, collect, collect. Okay, I made it. Okay, look where we're at now. You know, we started in the, we started as a small group. Now look at us. We're twelve thousand strong. That is some form of success. But I do not know if those twelve thousand people are. Fully invested and and being life changed by Jesus. No, it comes at a cost, know. and it really is hard to go against the grain of growth and to go against the grain of of your culture or against the grain of your beard to shave the whole thing off. But you've done that. You shaved went, I your went against beard. The grain, yeah. You, I mean, you did the unexpected. You had the big, the most growth of anybody possible. <laughs> <laughs> And then you you decided to just throw it all away. So well, can you, what yes. happened? Well, it itched. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, we talked about this phenomenon uh, that happens a lot of time with us. So obviously, you know, we're we're the Christian podcast where people are like, I can't believe these guys cuss. That's kind of crazy. And some people hate it and they stop listening. Other people think, oh, wow, that's kind of refreshing. But here's what we get all the time in conversations and in emails is someone will throw in a cuss word because it's like, yeah, this fits the conversation because these are these guys. Listen to two emails I got literally one after the other. Both of them were deep, heartfelt testimonies of how impactful bad Christian has been on their life. I mean, really moving stories. And one of them ended with, so keep up the bullshit, fellas. <laughs> the second one, may God bless you so fucking much. <laughs> I mean, we're talking heartfelt, deep testimonies. May God bless you so fucking much. <laughs> I, good job not bailing out of the F word there, Joe. I yeah. think that's, hey, you're that's, welcome. that's good. You're I appreciate welcome. that. So I want to make sure that we involve the audience. We have this great audience here. So we want to involve you guys. Like we said in the intro, we're going to take questions and talk, or just talk about whatever it is that you guys want to talk about. We have even a wide wireless microphone we bought um, and brought that at some point we bought. Right. Um, and so we're going to do that, but we're going to take us one second out here and talk about our sponsor, which yes. is Craig Gross's series, Best Sex Life Now, and then we're going to take some audience questions, so get them ready. Yeah, it was really interesting. This week, I was reading this article, and it was called, I saw the, the title, and I was like, ooh, this might be kind of neat. It's by Jan Walker, but uh, she says, uh, it might be a he, I don't know, J-A-N, is that a guy's name or a Not girl's likely. name? Not likely. Jan? 
What was the name of the guy from Airwolf? I think his name was Jan. It's possible. Anyway, four blush-worthy things the Bible says about sex. I was like, oh, man. that's that might Scandalous. Be kind of, yeah, this is, you know, this is pretty serious. And it goes on. So it says, I was like, oh, I wonder what number one is. And it said, this is, you know, blush. I'm about to blush. What website is this from? Uh, the website. It's like a Christian website? Uh, oh, it actually was an article from New Spring Church. Okay. South Carolina. Right. <laughs> so that's what kind of tempted me, too. Yeah. Like, uh, th- that's a, a mega church in, in South Carolina. Um, so Perry Noble's church. The first, number one, sex is one of the first acts God blesses. And I went, that's not really a blessing. Wow. It's not really a big Genesis one twenty. Number two, the unclothed human body is a divine creation. Now, I said this, not, not too blessed. Does blush that make worthy. you blush? No. Three, we were, cre- we were created to have sexual desire. What? Holy oh my shit. Gosh. Oh, my Lord. Everybody in the room just yeah, turned red. I know. Everybody's really embarrassed. <laughs> God. And then four, God designed physical love to be a normal part of his creation. <laughs> and, and it made me, I know. Oh, my God. If my... If my Kids read that, I'd be so embarrassed. Okay, so so your takeaway from that is is what? My takeaway is this is a church writing articles, and I believe they were trying to be you know kind of edgy or whatever. It was not blush where they didn't even say anything dangerous at all. I mean, the guy, the conference is way more edgy. He was having sex with his right, wife yeah, yeah, or somebody yeah, totally. at the conference. So what that says is what that says to me. You telling me that is that it is still unbelievably uh, the Christian culture is still unbelievably sexually repressed, and I yes. have been and certainly Toby has been and certainly Joey has been accused of being lowbrow sexual and talk, we talk about penis and vagina or whatever we're kind of making a point and I hope people could understand that a little bit we're kind of making a point that other people aren't so if it has if it's a little stupid or a little silly sometimes it's just to counterbalance the the rest of the culture we find ourselves swimming in that thinks is that's blushworthy yeah yeah Anyway, as that relates to our sponsor. That relates to our sponsor. Um, Craig and Jeanette Gross have created a thing called Best Sex Life Now. And it's just actually, maybe it is a little blush worthy. And they actually get a little uh, risque in their language because people aren't doing that. The church is not doing that. I personally know of so many couples that are not even hardly having sex and definitely not talking about it. Definitely. And, and, and I mean, it's the thing that, that, that everybody tells you, wait for. <laughs> and then you wait for it and it's, it's shitty and you don't even get to have it that much. You can't even talk about it. Like, I mean, Christians are telling uh, teens and young adults and people who are not married, uh, wait till you're married, wait till you're married so you can have sex and it'll be amazing. But the problem is then when you get to, when you actually have sex and it's not that great and you have to figure stuff out, there's nothing there for you to, to, to teach you because the same people that told you that aren't really enjoying sex either. And it's something that was made to be enjoyed for married couples to really enjoy and to, and to come together and to uh, be closer with each other in a way that you cannot be with, with somebody else on earth. That's right. And so nobody's talking about it. So I, I, uh, this, this article is a prime reason for buying these, th- this set of videos because they actually talk about it in a real way. And it, it's okay to feel a un- little uncomfortable. It's okay to say things that are a little more uh, in-depth and, and talk about all kinds of things that nobody else is. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we think that's just that's the way to go. So this the only thing I can say about this is people have mega problems, and this is still cheaper than and more intensive than a 
even one counseling session with a professional counselor. So anyway, go to badchristian.com forward slash best sex life now and check that out. All right. Well, real quick, let me read some reviews. After checking out Craig Gross and Jeanette's uh, best sex life ever, I've experienced multiple orgasms each time I've had sex (laughs) every day of the week. Uh, Right. And then men, uh, after reading, after going through this study, my wife wants to have sex at least once an hour. So those are just two testimonies that have come out of this thing. So, uh, yeah. All right. I mean, so, raise well, your hand up here if you have a question or something you want to talk about. You're going to tell us your name and where you're from, even within the micro region here of Central Florida. David Puente. I'm from uh, Eustis, Florida. Is that a Deer Hunter shirt? It is. Awesome, man. Yeah. D E A R, not the uh, indie. Oh, gotcha. Hit, like, Sorry. I still like it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I just got, I'm not as excited. Oh. <laughs> It happens. So All what's right. going on, David? Uh, what's funny is like, because I've been listening close to the beginning, and um, there's not a whole lot of questions I feel like I could ask, except for today I thought of, there's the idea of love your brother, um, the idea of just loving. And so there's plenty of people that I would imagine that you don't like. So oh, yeah. what does that look like in your lives? Because I was thinking about today where it's like, you know, family members of mine where I just don't like them, you know, but I'm supposed to love them. So what does that look like in your lives where that makes kind of a difference? Like, what do you do where you look at these people that you're supposed to love, whether they're family or just brothers in Christ? And you're you're like, oh, God, I can't stand this person, but I, eh, I, I love you, brother. You know, like, what, what do you do in those scenarios if you have, if any of you have any thought on that? Well, I mean, that's a very, uh, I guess, practical Christian question, and I, uh, I suppose I can give you what I think was, is a good, a good answer to that from a, a practical and Christian point of view. Number one, I think that m- most of the stuff or a great deal of the stuff that Jesus says and even commands is stuff that when you hear him say it, you realize a larger point of, oh, I cannot like, do that. Like, if you take that statement seriously, the first thing you will realize is, I am not even possibly capable of that. And so I think that he, kn- he knows that's how you're going to hear that. And then your next question is, whoa, I need something other than what I have inside of me. And that thing is him. I think you give him a l- he's given you a little credit to figure that out. So I'm not letting people off the hook for things that, that are commanded in the Bible. But also, uh, something helpful for me is that there's two in in all the stuff that's in scripture there's stuff that is uh they would say is imperative like a command an imperative thing and and those things and then there's things that are just indicative which it just are something that is claimed or stated or said and many many of uh, of the most commanding imperatives in the Bible are very surrounded by indicatives and things that say because this or for this and those things get usually um, overlooked. And so when you're supposed to love your neighbor and you're supposed to do these things, then you need to really look, not just pull out that scripture, but look at the, the, the indicative things around that because God first loved you or because of what Jesus is. You know, there's things probably, I'm, I'm, I'm not quoting directly from, from that scripture, but my guess would be you pull that up and you'll see some other indicative statements there too that surround that. And it's not just like, like almost never do you find these plain lists of stuff to do. It's usually wrapped up in things that already are done, things that already are accomplished, and then the imperatives sometimes are, are impossible tasks. So what else can you make of that other than we need Jesus? So I know it's a serious answer, but that, I mean, that's just the way I feel about that one. Yeah, my, I will give my answer too, and I, 
I think that part of the reason why we do this podcast is to be honest, and this is even embarrassing. I just actually do hate them. <laughs> right. Like I actually yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't even like. Yeah. Tr- I, so there's times where, and maybe even a lot of times where I just go, yeah, that person's just shitty. I don't give a shit about them. I don't care. And that happens a lot of times when I'm in the car driving. There's so much. I have like just silly, <laughs> silly road rage where I'm just like somebody. <laughs> So many times where somebody will pull out in front of me, and I'm like, they could have just waited, that motherfucker, and I don't know why they did it, and they're just, and so, and that's just people I don't even know. The people that I do know that piss me off, and the only thing, like I, like I would say for me, I, I usually go the bad route and don't really do anything, and then this happens, and these guys make fun of me. There is always some time where somebody is just a jerk, or I don't like them, I, I just don't even care, and we end up at a party together, and I end up talking to them like, Dang it, they're pretty cool. I hate that I like them a little bit. And and I think that is literally the Holy Spirit going, who, who are you, man? Right. I mean, you're not that good of a person. And so I'm not even saying even then that I don't even go out of my way, but I, I am a little bit more grace-filled at that moment. When, when If you can just get on just a moment of conversation with somebody that you don't like, it gets a little bit tricky to hate them. Not I to mean, take really away does. from your answer there, but what about the people that are? You, I mean, what about when that's your wife or your brother? You know, oh, actually, yeah. your family members. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you do the, the fact the reason you hate them is because you know them. Yeah, that, I mean, right? I, I don't. I think a lot of people they don't want to say it, but that's why you know you end up divorcing, and that's in, why Look, you end up put put it this way. Not talking. Can you to guys your dad stop saying hate? It's such a strong. Word. I have I have disliked <laughs> strongly. But, right. People in my family and my wife more than I have people that I know casually and think are stupid. Like, I've spent more time in disagreement and anger toward the people that I'm closest with. Oh, I know. That, I mean, oh, that's sure. just a fact. Like, so that, that's, the, that's the hard part of it. But you're also more forgiving of them as well as yeah. the people that you don't know. Because yeah. of the involvement. Yeah. Right. And you're so, but let that proportionally go. speaking, there's somebody cuts me off on the street. I hate them, I guess, 100%. You know, but somebody that you de- you deal with on a level, the fact that they can still be in your life means that for as many hours as I've been burned up with anger against this family member, or my wife, or whatever it is, there's there's still something more there too t- that obviously balances it out, kind of thing. So yeah. so I, I mean, the I worst thing I've learned too that I really dislike is that usually when you really dislike somebody, hate them, whatever you want to say, you. If you just think about it for more than one minute and more than just your anger, if you can get past just the anger towards them or the dislike of them, you realize this reveals some type of weakness in you that's bad, some type of thing that's right. inside of you that makes you dis- – like you, you, you don't have enough patience to get through that. Like I'm so weak that I that I'll let that person make me react this way or act this way. Like I actually have a real problem there. So if you can kind of look back at yourself and go, well, I need to change this. If this person can make me so mad or so hurt – that is about me. That's not even about them. They, they probably don't even necessarily realize it. You just poured into me, man. That's, That's a good nice, point man. because it also, what, is that just an unlimited joke? Just any time? You love that. I'm just telling you no, he I did. Know. I'm just saying they laughed. That's what I'm surprised that people were still going to laugh at that. I, I want to uh, uh, Tell me if I'm right about Toby because you, you spend, I mean, you traveled the world with him. I mean, you, there's times where you were with him the majority of your years. Okay. All right. So I think Toby always hates people and yep. and he's always trying not to because there'll be times when we're in conversations <laughs> and you're talking about someone and you're like, no, Joey, that person's not that bad. Here's what you have to understand. I'm like, wow, I'm really struggling with this guy. Toby's telling... 
But then there's times where you're so weak, you just lose it. And that same person, you're just like, <laughs> I can't stand them, man. You're right. They yeah. don't even deal with shit. That's why, man. That's why they're complaining right now. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I, you I'm always hate person. people. Well, let's get, let's get another question no here. But, I I, but what I'm saying on that is that, you, you know, you, you have to hang in there with people because the people that you hate, it's a pattern. Like, if you have five wives, you... you it's funny that you probably had the same problem with all five of them or the people that you can't always get along. It's the same type of people. Toby's right. That reveals something about you. So, you know, how are you going to deal with the hate that you inevitably have? I think, uh, you know, I don't now, think when it's... When you say hate, do you mean I, I want them to I'm suffer? Just, I'm just saying simple, just simple. Like, to not love somebody, you know, on the opposite extreme is These people is hate, that whatever. you hate, if you had a voodoo doll, would you yeah. torture them? Yeah. Sometimes I would. <laughs> For sure. I know that sounds bad, but I would do not no, kill, okay. not kill them, but stick in their foot and their foot hurts. That's an oversimplification like that. oversimplification sure. of what we've done with the word. Hate also means neglect can be one of the worst right. forms of hate or avoidance. And I mean, you know, it's it's a broad thing. So next yeah. question here. Uh, I'm also David. I'm from Lakeland. David from Lakeland, Florida. What? Let's go a little deeper now. What do you do for a living, David? I am an academic advisor. Okay. And you brought us some cheeseburgers from McDonald's, which yes, I appreciate. That you didn't eat. We had just finished eating. But I would love to... I, I wish that you hadn't given them away because if there's one thing we know about McDonald's food, it'll be in the exact same condition six hours from now. <laughs> I could have eaten it. I, would, right. I wish you had a, hadn't given it away. But anyway, David, what have you got for us? I have two questions. The first one's a lighthearted and kind of for Joey. Um, now that Toby's beard is gone, do you think he'll be better at his job? Uh, it, well, I know that the people at the church think he's way better looking, so I think he's... <laughs> More effective as a worship leader, yes. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, the second one is a little bit deeper, I guess. Um, one of the things that I've got from listening to the podcast, there's a period that I didn't listen to the podcast, and it was just... What's wrong with you? Well, yeah. well the thanks dark, for clarifying the dark times. to the public. To, to be honest, I was offended by language, but then whenever I thought about it, I was like, I don't know why I'm offended. What, what yeah. specifically in, in that was, was it? Would it I, have been? And don't feel bad. I'm not listening to you right now. So no, go ahead. Because you're a jerk. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I, I talked to, to Mark about it before. Um, but the lead, lead singer of Safe Saker? Yes. Good Lord. Steve's, you talked to him? Yeah, I, I did. Shit. Um, Steve's Aker. <laughs> um, it was, I think the biggest thing that bothered me was reading the articles like on Facebook and stuff. And it's like, you obviously wrote this and you obviously had a chance to edit it and you left it in there. And it, it bothered me. But then when I thought it's about Joey's it, Joey's like, capitalization of cuss words. <laughs> and, and, and so I just, I was like, I'm just, I even told him, I was like, I'm done listening to it. And then I. Did you write us and tell us that? Uh, no. Okay. No, there's a lot of people that say I just, we're done. I just stopped. Um, I didn't feel the need to announce it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. um, so, but I came back and I've been listening for a while now. What but, brought you back? Uh, I just. Realistically, I was like, I don't know why I was offended. Um, uh-huh. I think, and this leads to the question: is that that's a, a change that I had? It's like I got out of my own way and just kind of let the, the Holy Spirit kind of guide me and like like realize like the, the and his wife and wife. Um, <laughs> I was like, there's good stuff in there. I understand the offense, <laughs> Thank honestly. You. I really do. Well, and so like I was like. Um, out of my way. I got out of my own way of like, I was like, I'm offended by this. I'm not going to listen to it. And then it's like, well, why are you offended? You're not really offended. You're just trying to be offended. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'll listen again. And then I uh, came in with a different scope. And so I was wondering, since you guys started the podcast, is there anything that's like changed in you from like when you first started to now that like you didn't realize, you didn't know was going to happen that like you just feel like you kind of got out of your own way because of the conversations you're having? 
Um, maybe. Let, let me address something before that, and y'all can think about a good answer to his question. I, I want to hear the question I, I think one more time. This is a great question. Yeah. So, so far, I really do believe both these questions have been awesome. I, I, like this is a great conversation. So I, I hate the cussing topic itself. Like I, I, I don't like that it becomes a thing that we then have to talk about. And I, everybody's got to understand. Like I said before, we're we're doing some things and making some conscious decisions to not avoid doing stuff for a reason. Main reason being everybody else does it the other way. So maybe that's stubborn, but I don't think it is. I think it's representative. And here's just a little anecdote about that. Um, you, it's easy to not say a cuss word when people are listening. It's in some ways... I know some people would accuse us of doing it to try to get traffic or be sensational or whatever, but it would be easier to be safer. It always is. And so I believe, from my experience, being in Christian culture, Christian music, around pastors, influential people, those people talk just like we do. They just don't in front of you, and it drives me bonkers. They, your dad and stepbrother and the preacher down the street and the guy you really respect that wrote that book, they're, they're mostly just like me and Toby and Joey. They, they are. They're not different. They're not better. They're the same. And they use the same kind of language we do for the most part when they're just hanging out. So I, I feel like we have to do this. Now, it costs, it costs you to do that a little bit. So Toby was telling a story earlier. Our drummer, we had a festival one time that offered Emory some multiple tens of thousands of dollars, north of $10,000 to go play somewhere in Canada or something like that. And then um, we were excited about that. And then Dave, our drummer Dave did an interview where uh, they asked him what music he was listening to. And he said, the tr he was just goofing off. He said the true answer. He had listened to Me So Horny from Two Live Crew. That's the last song on his iPod. That was what the person asked him. That's what he told him. And somebody from that festival saw that interview in subsequent weeks, and we got canceled, and we didn't play the festival. So we lost a ton of money because of that telling tr the truth. That truth telling. Yeah. All right? Now, we had a podcast guest recently. I won't say his name. I'd be glad to say it, his or her name. I'd be glad to tell you individually. I won't say it online. We did an interview with him. We talked just like we talk. He said cuss words. We said cuss words. His publicist you know, quaintly after the interview says, hey, make sure you edit out any cuss words that he may have said. So, and that's a good business decision because it could have cost him or her. Yeah, and I think so that, that was... That's why you don't get the accurate representation. So we're making the choice to just give the accurate representation. It's not to flaunt this or that. It's not to be sensational or whatever. Anyway, that's yeah. just on my mind. So yeah. that came out. That's not the answer to your question. I apologize. No, and I just real quick, it was, I, it was like I felt like I needed to be offended. Like I was supposed to be because I you know, work in a church. I'm involved in a church. Like I should be offended by that. And that's so then, okay, I'm going to be offended by it. But I wasn't really offended by it. That wasn't really the problem because I, I watch movies Cussles, and I listen to music because you know, exactly it's it's it was just like part of the thing and once I got out of my own way and just listened to the real conversation and realized that it's just a conversation that's real life then let's like let real life happen well I appreciate that humility did y'all think of an answer to his actual question I wanted is, to hear it again because I really was sorry no that's gone. okay no, he was just saying he was offended by the cussing. No, 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 have no. we had a similar experience in oh, the time right, yeah, that we've been doing right. the podcast where we've experienced change or he, you yes, phrased yes. as get gotten out of our own way? I mean, something. Just something, that you, do you, something that's changed since you started the podcast. I would like. say we're way less guarded when it comes to how we talk because 
when when we started, we were we really were trying to figure out, okay, what is taken too far? We want to be ourselves, but we don't want to we don't want to go extreme. And as time went on, I mean, you, you can tell if you listen to the first episode and you keep listening, listen, listen, we're way more loose with what we talk about, how we talk about it, words we say. And I think it's because we just realized, man, we we have to be true to ourselves. Now there are times when we will edit something, and it's mainly because it is just so offensive to anyone, and we know. <laughs> and, and we know that we're just joking amongst ourselves like we would because our, our rule of thumb is, hey, let's try to talk on the podcast how the three of us would talk in a hotel room. Bottom line, though, is w- w- we can't necessarily do that because a lot of the conversations we have, there's no way we would let anybody in. Yeah. <laughs> and with a recorded word, like seriously, one moment in time does not define you, but people will think that. Yeah. People will want that to be. So there's been times where we said something just the worst possible thing you could think of because we're three best friends, and we're, that we would say that. I mean, I believe fully that we say way worse stuff off mic. <laughs> like, uh, if people think we're bad on mic, it's way worse. Can, but, can but, I give an example there? People will like this. Be careful. Oh, Lord. I want, <laughs> be careful with the recorded word. I just said no, be I'm careful not, yeah, with the recorded word. I'm saying so. I have yeah, a feeling this about me. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Great. So, so t- t- like, Toby has this gag. Let me tell you about this really bad thing Toby said. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. No, no. Toby has this gag that's just wonderful where uh, he will oh, talk no. on his cell phone. And he'll be, and like he'll be to a customer service person or an interview he's given on radio. I've heard him do it. He'll do it on the tour bus. He's given a radio interview, and he'll answer the the guy asks a question, and then he'll Toby covertly without anybody looking on when he's on speakerphone doing this will hit the mute button, and then give an unbelievably profane answer yes. on live radio that the person doesn't hear. Then he immediately switches back off and goes with the answer, leaving everybody in the room's jaw dropped on the floor. That he just <laughs> did that. So you can do it too. That's a good trick. Try that with your wife. Next time you're talking to AT&T and you have the, the, you're talking to them on speakerphone, then mute it and then call her some horrible name that she can't hear. And then the person in the car with your wife, will she'll be, she will die. The, yeah. She'll think it's the most uncomfortable thing ever. <laughs> So that that's an example, but you're you're asking a little bit more. What is a like? Have we have we um, had any change like personal th- hang up where we we have been have been too uptight and then we loosened up? So along those lines, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I I would say the exact same thing. Not just because of this podcast, but I was exact. I mean, I grew up super legalist, uh, very charismatic. Backwoods Church, and I, I was the same way as you. I mean, I, I thought cussing was bad. I did not. I remember not cussing because I, I just thought, man, people are bad, and that is sin, and you cannot do that, and that is not who you are, and it's this, 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 and I had my reasons and everything. And so I, I actually, I think Joey even said that too. I, I, I see where you're coming from. The, the, the thought of that, like, hey, man, you can just, uh, you don't have to say that. You don't have to say that. But I believe as I get older, Things change. I'm a different person than I was when I was 18. I'm a different person when I was 25 and 35, whatever. You know, so I'm changing, and I see things now. Like, like for sure, to me now, I see that in the middle of the night when I hear my two-year-old crying, and I get up, and the end of the bed, I stub my toe. The best, most perfect possible thing to say is shit. It, it just is. I mean, it's the correct word to use. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's appropriate. It works. It means everything that I want. It's all captured in those four letters. And so now I see that, and I go, okay, wait a minute. That's not that bad. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, maybe I'm not even 
cussing here. Maybe I'm using the appropriate term or something. I know that sounds a little bizarre and silly. Did the Holy Spirit speak through you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, yeah, no, no, I'm not going there. But I do think, like, I think that as I've gotten older, I realize, wait a minute, I am okay with who I am right now because I have so much stuff that I can't believe that I, I'm getting hung up on this. Like, and we've talked about this before, but I mean, there's so much stuff to get hung up on, and we probably even push it a little bit. So maybe people are offended. Like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. They're talking about Jesus, and then they're going to say the word shit or damn or fuck or hell or pussy, whatever you're going to say. Like, seriously, like, hold on. Am am I going to not listen or hear real conversation or be in a real moment, be present in a real moment because I'm so so offended? I mean, there's a billion things that will offend you. Would you not help somebody because you're offended by where they're at? And and that's like the, the best thing about Jesus. He just didn't really get offended. He's like, wait a minute. Hold on. Okay, I'm going to hang out. You know, I mean, Jesus was really awesome about not getting offended, even though everybody killed him. And, you know, everybody really was against it. And well, he get sure it. as hell was offended with the legalist. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, when he did get offended, it was like, are you kidding me? Right. Hold on. Just have a little bit of compassion. Be, be a little bit caring. Have some grace. David, unfortunately, the two gentlemen to my right still have not grasped what your question is. <laughs> right. Even at all. No, they, I, they, I, heard no, the word, said, they heard the cuss no, word thing. We've been I talking answered this question. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, to, to be honest, uh, the, the years preceding this podcast were a time when, like I was describing today, where I was trying to, I feel like I was becoming increasingly uptight and trying to formulate all these things and, and the things that are right and things that are wrong. And this podcast has captured a good amount of time of stuff that I would consider somewhat deconstructive of examining what I believe. So in the last one and a half years since we've been doing this is actually kind of a, a diary or journal of stuff of, of, of the post era of trying to have everything in a compartment. Yeah. So actually, no, I, the answer to your question is no. I don't even think in the last year have I said, I don't think I've been overly uptight about anything and then learned any lessons. I'm, I'm tearing down a bunch of walls and pre preconceived notions. They're in a similar place. Um, so that's, that's what we've seen thus far on the podcast. Yeah. I would like to, in five years, be in a more stable place spiritually. I'd like to have better thoughts and more answers. I'm, I'm kind of having a little bit less answers for the last, you know, 18 months. We've, we've learned and been stretched a lot by our guests, or at least Absolutely. I have. I mean, I've just been like, that's gosh, true. these are unbelievable. Where's points. that microphone? We've got another question coming. All right. What's your name? Michelle Belleville. I'm just north of here in Maitland, Florida. Right on. Um, so I'm going to go very superficial, unfortunately. Okay. Thank you. Because <laughs> um, it's been really good conversation. Uh, this is more for Toby and Matt. Um, okay. Thank huge, you. Yes. Yeah, no, right. Sorry, Joey. Somebody had to do it. Sorry. Thank you. Um, huge Emory fan, have been for a very long time. Um, and one of my friends would have been here tonight if he wasn't teaching at Full Sail and super late. But both of us have seen you guys live multiple times. He fell in love with you guys from your last album. And neither of us to this day since that album has come out, every time we've seen you guys, you haven't played anything from it. So that's my question. Is there a reason? Because there are some really good songs on there. Like what? Like Scissors. <laughs> but that's that really song. strange. We played tons yeah, of songs we, we from have, there. I mean, Not here in Orlando. And I've seen you guys <laughs> at least twice right, since there, then. There is a phenomenon that... Yeah. that uh, I know what you're going to say. There is this phenomenon. I, I'm not accusing you specifically, but oh. there there is this thing that happens. He's where, not talking about you, Michelle. Not talking Go about ahead. you. This is definitely not about but you. But there is this thing that happens where people say, "Why don't you ever come to so and so? Why don't you ever do this?" And the answer is often, "We definitely did. It was six weeks ago." Yeah. 
<laughs> you missed it. <laughs> you know, I've had I've had people say I've been to every show you've ever done in Portland. I've been to all three of them. We've been there twenty two times. You know, so yeah. it, there's th- there may be something you missed, and in this case, I I think we have half. I just yeah. think we have. To. When was the last time you went to an Emory show in this area? Yeah, the scariest place almost in Earth. Yeah, yeah. We also yeah. have a million albums and songs, so it's yeah. difficult. And it, one other technical detail of that: most of the songs on the album are in a different tuning. It's more difficult to switch guitars, so they get axed more quickly. And that's a, a very pragmatic, simple answer. But sometimes that's part of the of the reason as well. We do love that album, and we have played a bunch of songs. But yeah, sometimes we just don't. So that, that's not a bad question. But I'm glad you like that album. <laughs> My name is Robbie. Rob. Are you oh, sure? This is a good microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Normally I don't say Rob because then it sounds like Ron or Rod. But yeah, so Rob, since this is a great microphone. Um, What's your question, Rod? My question is, uh, <laughs> I have two questions, but I, I, I'm going with my gut on the first one. If it's a flop, you know, maybe no. I'll do another one. Um, so my first question is somewhat Orlando related. Have you guys ever been to Disney World and what kind of experiences have you had? There? And the, the second question was what? <laughs> the, the second question was no, that. Just I was just telling, I was just telling someone that the last time I've been to Disney World was 1988. <laughs> wow. wow. Uh, we, we have a friend that lives here named Jason that um, actually his dad worked, at, or maybe he still does. I'm not sure, but he got us in. So we went. It's been a few years ago, but yeah, we went and yeah, I, I love. Disney and, and all that stuff. I mean, you, yeah. You didn't fight with anybody there? No, no, That's I didn't. I, what's the drop thing? The Tower of Tower Terror? Terror? Oh yeah. my gosh, that ride is just amazing. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I mean, that ride, I literally think it might be one of the best rides ever invented just because I hate drops, but it's really fun. Like, the drop isn't as bad as you think. And also, like, the beginning where there's like the ghosts and the ghouls yeah. and you're riding around and you're like, oh it's no, uh, yeah, that, it's amazing. <laughs> the tiki, I, I love, tiki birds scare the hell out of me. That's why I didn't go back after 88. <laughs> that junk is scary. Tiki birds. Yeah, Disney, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Did yeah. you have a part two? I'm satisfied. It's completely unrelated, but Toby. Yes. Uh, what's like your dieting or exercise that you do these days? Because there's some, tra- there's a lot of transformation. Like I'm just being honest. Like compliment. Wow. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Thank. Yeah, man. It, I, I I carried 40 or 50 pounds in my beard, so that was the main thing. Uh, no, I actually have been trying to eat healthier. I have always been, and they make fun of me, like a, almost like a yo-yo dieter. I just always have been. Like I was, I've always been the big kid from elementary school, got made fun of. I, I, I'd love to talk about We don't talk about this that much, but like my, I believe my personality is even was created as a defense because of my weight and all this stuff. And, uh, so yeah, so I've been, I've been doing that for a long time. When we got back from Australia, I decided to just think like I wanted to just literally for just once not count calories not do anything just ask am I full (laughs) it sounds like a simple thing and weird but like I I literally and I've been exercising obviously and my wife um, had breast cancer so she has been like super on fixing really healthy meals so we eat but I'm just kind of aware uh about what I'm eating, what I'm putting in my You've body. You've been off now, alcohol too. Yeah, well. I haven't really been drinking al- alcohol for for me for sure. I would say light beer, which I love probably the most. Like what Miller Lite's probably my favorite beer uh, on earth. 
uh, it, I can probably drink like one million of those, you know, watching a football game and not even, I mean, I could drive across the country. It doesn't even affect me hardly, and, but that's so many calories. And so I've just been aware of that. Now it's really easy to do that at home immediately on this tour. Like last night we went to Chili's and I just felt like I overate and I was, I felt really bad and disgusting and just, just, I, I, I just didn't like, I, I really like the idea of just being aware like i'm not aware i'm a snacker and all that stuff so yeah i've been exercising and just trying to be aware of what i've been eating so thanks, congratulations well thank you sir. all right let's thank do one you. more question pretty quickly here and then we're gonna we're gonna take a break everybody yeah. can pee and rest their, their stand up and i know that concrete's firm on the on the you know i think that was an underhanded comment though that joey is a like just yeah like, just a yeah. horrible awful body thank right. you next question <laughs> all right uh, my name is Tyler. Um, I'm a full sales student uh, here mm-hmm. in Winter Park. I'm also from California, so side note. Uh, my question is for Matt and Joey, uh, just because I know, Matt, you talk a lot more forward thinking as far as like where the church is going or, you know, for the BC Club, where that's going. So you're always kind of thinking forward. But also coming to like the church, like do you see the church kind of escaping to more mediums kind of like this, excuse me, more like this where it's just kind of being more traditional and honest with each other and kind of avoiding the more service type stuff. And I almost kind of wanted a question for both of you just because I want to know. Just what make sure Toby doesn't answer. Yeah, I'm too yeah, dumb no. <laughs> to answer that question. Yeah, just because, uh, you know, you guys have kind of been living out this idea that, you know, honesty, honesty, honesty with, you know, the yeah. church and everything. I just want to hear your thoughts of like, is this kind of an area that the church could go, you know, maybe not like podcast, but like sure. this type of. I think there's ideas out there for assembling, worshiping, communicating, sharing that are just not even possibly close to on anybody's radar, including mine. That's what I believe. I I think that uh, there are... Market forces and economics drive this, you know, drive uh, companies and stuff like that. Uh, what drives the church a lot of times are sometimes more, more, at least slower things. I'm not even going to call them bad, but sometimes they're, they are bad. Sometimes fear drives church formation and ideas and, and creativity is stifled in the church. That's, that is, a, 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 I think that's just a consequence of some of the systems that we have. And I do think there's a lot of problems uh, with what I, what people would call the institutionalized church, so that to me is not that I don't have any prescriptive uh, things what I think it will be, but I think we're witnessing somewhat of the limits of what can be accomplished with the systems that we've been working on for a really really long time. I think we're seeing the outer limits of it, and I believe we'll see a new sh- paradigm shift going forward within a generation or two. But I, I don't, I mean, it'd be really cool to like crack the code or have the idea or something, but I, I definitely don't. I don't think it's, I, I wouldn't call this, I'm not saying what we're doing here is a substitute for it or anything like that. But, I, you know, I think, there's, I think there's new things and probably exciting things coming for what we know as the church. Yeah, and I would say, yes, it has, it has to change. Toby and I have so many conversations because we work at the same, actually, church location. And I kind of feel like if, if uh, if God wants to change something, then he can't just take all the people that think differently outside of what already exists. But I would say I, I love our church and I love our leadership, 
but half the time I'm grappling with, I don't agree with a lot of stuff. I wish we could do things differently. And uh, Toby thinks he's a huge discouragement to me because he feels like he's always negative, but it's actually encouraging because I think he balances pretty well also saying, yeah, but you got to remember, man, this, you got to remember that. And I think sometimes when he's feeling a little negative, then I'm doing the same thing for him. Bottom line is God can work through anything he wants to, including all the flaws of the church, all the good things of the church. But I mean, it's just obvious what what we're doing right now as corporate uh, church, uh, it's losing effectiveness and it's, it's, quickly losing effectiveness so if it doesn't change then uh yeah i don't, I don't know what'll happen great answers uh, yeah sorry you can't weigh in yeah i cannot i have no idea all right so here's what we're going to do real quick is we're going to take a break for about four and a half minutes and then we're gonna you know this is the part where you know we'll have a little break we do a, it's probably a sponsor spot i'm not sure what it would be but we'll do that later and then we'll we'll be back here in a minute we'll have a guest and we'll do you know the most important part of the show which is news with toby clearly thank so, you so, yeah, everybody shake your legs out and get loosened we'll up. back in minute. five minutes. Are you guys having, still having a good time? Okay. It's hard. You lose the crowd sometimes when you take a break. But, yeah. But I, lo- I love taking the break myself, but I, I realize it's really hard that, to get the crowd back. You notice a preacher would never take a break in the middle of a sermon, oh, for instance. Never. You'd, never, you'd never get the, the, the horse back in the barn. But, uh, yeah, so this is, if you, if you guys don't know, this is Mark Solomon. He was on one of our earlier episodes, probably episode number. It had to be in the early numbers. Did somebody there. just say the number? Oh, what, my wow. gosh. Boy. What number was it? 12. <laughs> episode 12. Goodness gracious. OG. So, <laughs> so other than the people that, um, that we know really well, like our close buddies, we've not had a repeat guest, and we're uh, glad to, yes. to, to be friends with you. So you actually are ushering in uh, you know, repeat guests here. So That's right. Mark Solomon returns to the podcast. We had a really good conversation when we talked about like being fed up with church and all that, right. kind of, you know, whatever the usual stuff is. Um, Mark had a lot of <laughs> thoughts on uh, what I would say, what I remember from that was just talking about social justice and stuff like that. But since... Mark has started a his own podcast. What's that called? It's called Never Was. It's called Never Was. Yeah, they yeah. got it on the iTunes. iTunes. They got I it on a website. Com. Yeah, I never was dot com. Is I the never was dot com. So mm-hmm. what is what what made you get into podcasting? Was it just us? Like, are we the only reason? <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, actually, yeah, in a way, kind of. You know, I I interviewed. Uh, my buddy Billy does a show called Urban Achiever. I interviewed Billy him Power. way before he did Urban Achiever. We we tried it, and uh, you know I think we talked about this the first time I was on your show, and the sound of my voice made me nauseous. <laughs> so you know I just never did anything with it, and then you guys had me on the show, and you were very encouraging, and so I was like, hey, you know, I don't know, and then Bill said. Shut up! You have to do it, and then we did it. Yeah, I listen to Bill's show and yours, and I think it's great. I'm always advocate for Thank more you. people to do podcasts. We Please. totally love. It. And Toby just said before this break, he goes, he talks in his real low voice, where he doesn't want people to hear what he's saying. He goes, <laughs> he said, I'm having such a good time that we get to do this, and we're not having to play music. He says, Yeah, no <laughs> so setting up. for somebody else that's been in music, like how do you compare doing stuff like you this? You said the same thing a, a little while ago, talking about uh, football. It's like, awesome, like, isn't man. it nice to do stuff other than music? Are you in that same camp as, as uh-huh. we are on yeah. that? Even though 
for me, I mean, I'm not really a musician. I'm just a singer. I don't do shit. I just show up. And <laughs> That's a just, musician. Come on, man. <laughs> I just finally somebody like said the, the stated the obvious. Finally, <laughs> all a singer is is someone who talks louder and longer. That's it. That's <laughs> a real skill. We have friend. no gear. We have no. We didn't have to learn any. Like all, literally, what I do as a musician. I've always done. Like I didn't have to learn anything. But is this more? I mean, you like this better currently. I mean, you've done music for years. I mean, you know all the mm-hmm. ins and outs, and like we were talking about the small shows and stuff like this. Is this more fun to you and more oh, yeah, exciting yeah, yeah. than than yeah. playing a show would it be? Yeah, I I like to I like to just hang out and talk. You know, I mean, that's what my show's about. Is a lot of feedback from the listeners. You know, um, I've actually uh, interviewed David. I met his lovely wife the other night at the Copeland show. You know, I. I like the interaction with people. I like, I like being. Um, I don't know, just being in this sweaty ass room, looking right ridiculous. On. Well, you had you My had uh, Aaron Marsh from Copeland around. on your show too. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? So that? You had Aaron Marsh from Copeland on yep, the show. Yeah, Aaron was on the show a couple weeks ago. He declined this show and did your show. <laughs> yeah, he declined ours and did yours. Well, so I good for you. Uh, kind of makes know, you take really that, wanna... bad Christian. Now, Toby, I have <laughs> no, no, th- you know uh, in uh, your uh, face, bad Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of what you're saying though is one of the reasons why I like. I, first of all. I like the idea that I can be creative and it, you know do you know how many people just judge me by Emory. Right. Like that's that's all I am is an emo guy. That's what I was going to say. You know say. what I mean? Like I, like that that could be my only thing. And so I love the idea that I got, I get to be here right now talking with you guys, talking with Mark, talking with everybody and just this is something and we're creating something. It might not even be good. This might be really bad, but at least I'm trying and I'm able to create something and I think one thing for me and a lot of people don't know this that that aren't in bands or 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 whatever when you're in a band, you pretty much do the exact same thing every day. You know what I mean? But this yeah. is live. This could go wrong. We could have dead space. We might say something really uncomfortable. Or my, oh, no, the crowd's <laughs> turned thrill, on yeah. me because I said something I shouldn't have. Or whatever. Like, this is real. And that's, that's real life. You know my what I mean? Like, when you- afraid I'm going to offend you guys, and we're going to sit here in dead silence, like, quiet, like, <laughs> right, like I it said, yeah, exactly. Wild, you know, and, and and that can happen, and that is so exciting. That that actually gets you know my juices pumping. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> this is this is kind of dangerous. You might say something that you regret. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to regret repeating the same lyric I have for 15 years. Sure. Well, that's what I wanted to ask y'all as lyricists and singers. I, my theory on that is that it must be frustrating to spend time constructing lyrics, melodies, and 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 if you look at the songs, they have. 30 lines, 42 statements in the song, and you write eight or ten of them every year and a half. So if what you're trying to do is communicate stuff, mm-hmm. man, how, how much work and how limited is that? So this t- is so fulfilling because instead of only being known by those yeah. 11 songs, you can actually be known. You can actually communicate. Well, I mean, I think it's... The, the communication is, is comes in a bunch of different forms, you know? I mean... For myself, music and singing and writing lyrics or whatever is literally a window dressing for for the construct and the the root being the music. You know, the music is the cornerstone. I'm just kind of putting some lights on there and you know, like a, a maybe a window box with some flowers. I'm not really, I I I consider that just to be an addition to the 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 cornerstone, which is the music made by the band. In a situation like this, it's it's just normal. It's just normal. There's nothing pretentious about this day. Does anyone here feel uncomfortable other than your your asses being numb? <laughs> I mean, other than physically. 
I mean, seriously, does anybody in here, I hope no one in here feels like uh, somebody in here treated them less than just hanging out. We're just here at a, you know, we're at Hog Eat Hog. There's freaking tools everywhere. How pretentious can you be in here? Not very, you know, it's, I like that. I like, I've never been, you know, somebody, you guys mentioned the lowbrow thing earlier. I've never been a highbrow guy. It's just not, it's not my thing. Were you uncomfortable on stage with the big lights and the big stages? (laughs) No, but I do get uncomfortable around bands, you know? I mean, you get around these, you know, you get around this group of people that they're acting a certain way and half of them are scared out of their minds and they don't, they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing every, you know? And so everybody's acting weird and everybody's on their best behavior and it's just wacky. It's not my thing, you know? I mean, imagine yourself, you've been there, you've been at a show, you've been at a... Go to an art show or something where someone who's, not to say anything about art in particular, but, you know, go to a place where you know the people there think they're pretty freaking great, <laughs> right? You know, and you're there in the, in the room and you feel like, wow, man, for such life-enriching art that's hanging on these walls, I cannot talk to any of these people because they're all assholes. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't have, I have no, there's no, there's no exchange there. So what's it worth? But for something like this, when it's just like normal people hanging out in a room, talking and, and uh, you know, having a, having a drink or, again, sweating profusely, I, you know, I think it's, <laughs> I just like that. That's what I like. I like that more. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, uh, when you were on the podcast, you know, I was talking about a lot of our guests really impacting me personally and definitely something you said uh, is an example of that. And I'm curious now that I'd say at least a year's gone by, you know, you, you were in a season where we were asking you, Hey, what, what are you learning? What are you struggling with? And you, you said, I don't know if you remember or not, but you were really struggling with the concept of, okay, I know what Jesus said. I know what I'm supposed to do. Why in the hell am I not doing it? Or, uh, you know, there's things to do. I, I just need to do it. I call myself a Christian. I need to act that way. And that was yeah. kind of a place of tension with you. Uh, where do you feel you're at now with all that? Oh, mad as hell. You know, <laughs> all the time mad. Mad as hell? Yeah. Always mad. I mean, look, man, you got... You're going to... I mean, this is probably going to happen, so... Sorry, bud. Uh, you know, you got Baltimore... Right now, everybody's tweeting, you know, Baltimore is burning and all this jive and there's, you know, riots in the streets and all this. And you can get into all the ins and outs about why this is happening. And, and I mean, part of it has to do with the fact that a dude was thrown in the back of a truck, handcuffed and without a seatbelt and broke his neck and died. You know what I mean? But, of course, that guy's a criminal. So some folks are like, this dude deserve. you know, this is the guy everyone's rioting for because right. he's, you know, the point is... He's still a person who was in the back of a truck who died, you know? Right. What I see as the, as the, the proper response is some of these Christian folks I see that are on the streets in Baltimore, not there judging the people rioting, not there judging the cops, not there judging the dude who died. They're there helping fix the stores that are burned, helping fix windows that are broken, standing in front of police to keep them from getting killed. You know what I mean? Like, that to me is applied faith. So I see the world around me, and I think that's the only recourse. That's where we're going. That's where we should be at right now, you know? I heard you guys talking about it before. Is bigger, better with the church and all that kind of stuff, man. I don't even care. 
I really don't even care about that. What I like to see is that stuff on the streets, things happening on the streets, people just doing stuff that doesn't get any kind of credit. They're just out there doing the quiet work, you know. And, and you know, my wife and I, have, are, we try to be involved in our community. With um, the time, I think when I talked to you guys, she was mostly the one doing this one thing that we do, and now I like to take part in it and, you know, and join her with it. And we're looking for other opportunities to, to invest our time in our in our town, you know, and I mean, it's where I live. So that's where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, what I'm mad at is I'm mad at myself for not responding accurately. And I'm, and I get frustrated with the stuff that I see, um, from my brothers and sisters in response to the world that we live in, you know, it just bums me out, man. And I can't help it. How, how do you, how do you respond to how we talk about that sort of thing? Because a lot of people, would say, hearing our podcast, so you guys don't even really care about doing the right thing. Do you, do you get that out of the times that you've listened to this episode? No. I, I mean, dude, for the people that are really doing anything, I don't know what you do in your personal time. Right. You know? Mostly, I, you know, I just know the podcast and, you know, talk about masturbation or whatever. Like, I don't <laughs> really know. Like, Hell yeah. I don't know. Dick jokes. I don't know, like, what happens outside of here, right? But it's not my job to be checking up on you and whatever. But if you're even talking about things and bringing things to light and having other people, like all these people in this room, talk about this and allowing me to run my mouth on your show so other people can hear it, that's, that's doing more than, than some folks are. And I, I, I mean, why would you... I got nothing to say about that except keep going, keep doing it, you know? I mean, look, we... We don't always, we're not always going to see eye to eye. You know, I only know you guys from the show, but um, again, like I said earlier, they're just nothing pretentious about the moment. So to me, it's good. Yeah, I think for me, like when I, I'm glad you brought that up. Like we were talking about that today, about the rioting in Baltimore and what is going on. And, And I think that I am really concerned that, especially for for Christians, and I want to talk to Christians specifically right here, that we are just so stupid and susceptible to being manipulated by our uh, media and by what is going on. Like, 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 I mean, if you, all you see is the video of just one moment in time and everybody goes, those people are terrible and they're awful and they're doing the worst thing ever. How could you do that? And all this stuff. It's just one moment in time. And if you had video of your worst moment in time, it'd be really bad. If everybody saw your worst moment right now, it might be worse than rioting in Baltimore. I, and, and so I don't know why we are all, how can we all immediately be so pious and pharisaical, if you will, that those people are just the worst people in the world. Like I actually had this thought today. You could really manipulate people if you came up with this idea of riot insurance, <laughs> like riot insurance. <laughs> like when something bad happened and there potentially could be a riot, you know how many people would have riot insurance? Like, I don't really care. My car's getting smashed. I'm going to get a new Toyota Camry this week or something. I mean, you can manipulate people in any way possible. So why are we so sure that those people are ridiculous for just a moment in time of just trying to just figure out their situation and it seems violent and it is violent and crazy and wild and all this stuff. But I mean, it's just, it's just this moment in time and that just should not define their entire life. And maybe it's even okay. Like, like the movie purge, like have you ever, have y'all seen that movie where it's like for one day of the year, every, you can commit any crime and not go to jail. And all mm-hmm. that? Like the idea 
Like you get to get it out. Like I know for me, there are times where I just act. So we we inter- we did an interview today with Rachel Held, Held Evans, and I was really thinking about like th- this idea. Like my whole life right now revolves around Christianity. I work at a church. I'm in Emory, which is considered a Christian uh, affiliated band, Christian band. Uh, I'm a do bad Christian. I I talk about God and Jesus so much that sometimes, man, I really do just walk out and drive in my car and just like say fuck shit. I hope you die. I hate you. Oh, like I just, I have to like do something just so, <laughs> so exact opposite that I can get, get myself right. And that's not right. So you think the premise of the movie Purge, no. it might be a valid one. <laughs> I would, like it is to yeah. protect the society. You have to, I mean, I don't think it's that far off. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I, not I know making it sounds a, crazy. It's, funny, it's just the movie. But my, but my point is every, all you guys and girls and people listening to me right now do something that's pretty bad just to do the opposite for a minute. Or you just go, you know what? I've been doing so good, I'm going to eat a shitload of ice cream you know, tonight. Or I'm doing so good, fuck it, I'm getting drunk. You know what I mean? My job right. was hard as hell. I'm a weekend warrior. Fuck y'all. Eat shit. Die. I'm partying. And, and you know what? It's not... Let a, it out, brother. Let it's, it out. Not, it's not as bad as we, all the people not doing that make it seem. It's just... It's just a part of life. You do bad stuff. You do good stuff. And why are we so shocked by sin? It's almost one of the most common normal things that we do. I mean, I was listening uh, this week to, I love ESPN radio, sports radio, all that stuff. I was listening to Colin Cowherd, and he was talking about some stuff. And, and he is not a Christian whatsoever, but he said, one thing that unites humans is that we all make mistakes and do bad stuff. And we all, he, he was making somewhat kind of fun of, of Christians or whatever, but talking about sin. He said, we all sin. And I was like, yeah, that, that's it. He, he gets it. Like, that's something that actually is a part of the human condition. And why are we so quick to jump on that? That's bad and just end it. And all that. Wait a minute. Let's just talk about it. Why do we do that? Let's, let's realize this and figure it out and what's going on. And so I, I just think it, it does shock me a little bit when we're so, Oh my gosh, look at those people. I cannot believe that they're acting that. No, you've acted that way. Yours might look a little different, but you've been yeah, cruel and hate-filled and mean. There's still more to it. There's still more behind it though. I mean, oh, sure, sure, I, sure, sure. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that you're not saying I I First of all, I would take it take it down even take it down from this grand thing and and, and bring it down to a more personal level, you know. There's a uh, AW Tozer has a book The Pursuit of God, and you know, there's this part in i believe it's in chapter two where he talks about a a person saying who are you to say you know curse this person for you know things that they did god get them or whatever i'm paraphrasing obviously you know make them pay weren't you the same person just yesterday on your knees before god declaring yourself a wretch and asking for his mercy right so how am i that guy just literally just yesterday you know, I am a piece of shit. You know, yeah. I'm sorry that I am that. You know, how can I t- turn around and get mad at some people who are are just they're wilding out because they're frustrated? You know, I mean, dude, even some of the people that that are respected in the church, like Martin Luther King. You know, you, Martin Luther King Jr. You, you quote the guy. Half the church says, "Yep, no matter what you say, they're going to be down for it." Well, he even said, you know rioting is it's 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 the voice of these people who haven't been heard right it's like i got why are they setting their stores on fire what else are they gonna set on fire right there ain't shit over there right. man. they got nothing you know and like yeah. 
and it's easy for, for, for me to say because I grew up, uh, I may not be a wealthy man, okay? I may not have uh, all my bills paid and all my dreams come true or whatever, but I could still walk the streets at nighttime and really no one would be afraid that I was going to come into their house, you know? Yeah. Until later, you know? <laughs> but like now, like, you know what I mean? I don't know if, if, if that's your whole life, if your whole life you're living this way in this under the gun and under the thumb, like you, how, I don't know what it's like. So I can't even judge on, the, on their reaction. But that's still not the point. Like Black Lives Matter and all, like, dude, 100% I agree with that. But that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going even beyond that. Going beyond police lives matter. Going beyond black lives matter. Going beyond that bottle that just fell down. Right. Getting Mattering. sloppy over there, getting sloppy. <laughs> like, beyond all that, one thing I know that I can do no matter what, whether I agree with this person, that person, this group, or that group, I can be there on the street and pick up some trash and, you know, help put cardboard over the wall you know you know what i mean like yeah. just just dude let's just that's where we need to be i, I sincerely believe that man i, I yeah, think i, I, hear you. I think the, that if the church in america stop if we spend as much time serving our local communities on ground level shit that no one ever is going to hear about if we spend as much time doing that as we do watching the news <laughs> How different would the world be that we lived in? Forget what news channel you're watching. It doesn't matter. Stop watching that shit and get out there. How much different would the world be? It yeah. would be, I don't even know, people would be, not be ready for that at all. Well, I also think that it's just in the society we live in that like, I saw this today and I just, I mean, I immediately, as the question earlier, almost hated or disliked. I think too that everybody it's it's just a manipulation and it's a uh, a opportunity. Like I I have seen several Christians, pastors or whatever walking the streets of Baltimore praying with this gang member or doing it like taking selfies and showing everybody what their Christianity is and stuff like that. And I just think it's so crazy. And here here's the thing. Are we really worried that they're like like I don't understand why we're all so upset that a car got messed up or a, a went like, That's it's just a really shit. Good point. It's just shit. And you're really that you don't, you really care. And the media would, I promise you, if everybody destroying stuff in Baltimore, however much it actually is, yeah. if they destroyed Less their own stuff, saying. like if they, if they started destroying, they were like, Hey, I'm not even going to go to the store. I'm going to go into my apartment and destroy stuff. I'm riding in my own house. Do you know how Fox news would go? Now our taxes have to pay for them to get food because they destroyed their own oven. And everybody be up in arms that they destroyed their own stuff because they're upset or what? You know what I mean? Like you can be so manipulated that it's just like silly. And I, I agree to your point. Why not? If, if you really do care, and if you really think that it's wrong, just go and talk to somebody. Just just get out of your comfort zone, and and, and pick up a piece of trash or help somebody restore something yeah, or do so. Or talk to somebody that's mad and find out why instead of just going that's that's stupid. I just they're want, mad for no reason, and you don't know why. I want everybody to know. That if Toby disappears <laughs> without any notice, just remember what he just said about Fox News. Right. <laughs> <Am I? laughs>
right? You have to be careful. About uh, it, that. You know, it it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is because of the cross like Christians should be able to look at those riders exactly what you said Mark and not think how irresponsible I can't believe they're doing this but see these people are hurting and I've been forgiven they need the same sort of thing I mean it's like I, I know this sounds crazy but I, I really like hip hop I really am into it and uh, like the the gangster stuff and, and all that, I hear with different ears now because a lot of people are just like, oh, this is the most repulsive thing and everything, until you start to realize, oh, when these guys were nine years old, it was either maybe be killed or picked on or beaten or join a gang or stand up in front of your window inside of your house or duck when the bullets go through. So it's just like as Christians, we should be able to look at things differently as far as what what people are dealing with. I'm not saying... Uh, excuse the sin or, or anything like that, but I'm just like, why? Why are we? Even but my thinking thing is, no, you are. Oh, you totally we... are. You're saying it's good. Rioting is good. Just stop, stop. I did. That's what they're saying right now. Right. That's yeah. what the Fox Newses of the world totally. are saying right now. How dare you, sir? Advocate the actions of these Negroes. <laughs> There's. So- Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Negroes? I meant these people. That happened? Of setting things on fire. You know what I mean? Dude, that's what it's all about. It it goes, it keeps going back to the same freaking thing all the time. And yet, we as a church are like, it's not about, no, no, it could have been, it could have been white people too, you know? Dude, there's a racial thing, there's a culture thing, there's a class thing, and we are not being effective on any of the things. We got to get in there, man. Dude, you love them. Love them all. Let God sort them out, right? That's the, that's, that's the mantra. I thought it was kill them all and let God sort them yeah. out. Maybe that, too. <laughs> You're talking about a different, that's a different Mark, one. Mark, this is good but, stuff, man. But, but my thing would be, too, like, I, that, that's what I'm saying. We are just, a, I mean, I, I saw, I, I saw like, a, a car window getting smashed and a trash can being thrown, and then everybody's, like, losing their shit. This is the worst thing ever. This is worth, I promise you I've seen that ten times after an SEC football team won a football game, <laughs> and all these all these people are walking through the streets, chugging beer, smashing cars. That. Go, well, that. they won the SEC championship, so there you go. <laughs> you know, nobody gives a shit, but oh, they're they call just this crazy in Baltimore. You see what the because ref of, did, though. Right, but because, I mean, but, but they just, the, the media Throws a throws race in there to 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 do some kind of terrible thing that in the intent is to divide us. It is. I mean, yeah. and, and we fall. We are so susceptible to that. I mean, just just take a moment and and view it as you know what? Maybe this is just a moment. And and, and in my worst moment, I was this. This is this. Maybe this is the worst moment of this person's whole life. I'm not going to judge them by that only and be there only. So I, I just I, I hate that we can be so manipulated and so changed and hurt by all that stuff. Well, so you are that offended by literally the media coverage? Yeah, I, I think we are. Like for example, uh, I, I mean uh, the one thing that I hate is that we won't remember this or even think about it. Two weeks from so now. So when it comes to me, somebody, no. di- somebody so died, when it comes you, to you, me, you, you, won't, you won't remember anything about this two weeks from now because you'll be thinking about Kim Kardashian's ass, and that'll be it. Right. Seriously, uh, I'm, so, I, I know that sounds bizarre, but I mean, you will. So, but I'm saying, is is, is it like, like as if you had a solution for the problem with news and the media coverage or something? Is there like is there like a way you could do he something? Finally got it. There Matt was, was a way. You know what? There is a way. <laughs> How about some damn news and the truth in it? Mark, will you join us for our news? This is Reg. Man, great segue. We have Mark Solomon Hi, from Bob. Fox News joining us no, here we today. Don't. Joey. Hi, Bob. Shut up. 
I'm here on the streets of Baltimore, and what's that? Yes, they're rioting. It's out of control. <laughs> I'm Toby Morrell. This is the damn news. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit caught off guard. I'm trying to you know have my news ready, and I was I wasn't I didn't know it was about to happen. I was like in the mid of mid. Talking shit about Fox News and all the kinds of stuff, and I know, but I'm, I mean, I literally mean it. I think you have the opportunity to change things, man. I'm an advocate for the for your. You news. do right. You guys have a huge opportunity, and you're taking it right now. Mark, you're interrupting my news. Awesome. I love you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Smart, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark, we've looked up to you for years, but you're interrupting okay. the damn news, right? Damn now. it. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm just gonna piggyback on what we were just talking about. I want to keep it real. And are you gonna echo? What yeah, I'm gonna echo about? what we're talking about. This is such a hard name to say. Oh, I believe um, in you. I, I want to say this right, but I am so bad with names. Apiri Alexa Siva Pretty good. gets nine-pound hairball removed from her stomach. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just keeping on the same. An 18-year-old girl in Batkin, Kyrgyzstan, went through. <laughs> Why do people hate America? It's seriously me. Uh <laughs> Went through a hair raising. <laughs> I want to hear her. I want to hear Apira Alexeva say Toby Morrell. <laughs> yeah, she can never screw pull you, off. Apira. While she's uh, trying to say yeah. it, she'd be going. <laughs> yeah, she said, John. <laughs> say my name. <laughs> uh, an 18 year old girl in Batkin, Kyrgyzstan, went through a hair raising medical procedure in order to have a nine pound hairball removed from her stomach. Uh, she was admitted into a hospital recently after she complained of stomach pain so severe that she was unable to eat anything or even drink water. Uh, X rays revealed a hairy blockage and realized that they needed to operate quickly. Oh it was actually gosh. the only alternative. Nothing else would solve the problem, said her surgeon. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> he said that the hairball formed in her stomach because she had a nasty habit of picking up hair and from the carpet it. and eating yeah. it <laughs> and also chewing the tips of her hair. Why did you jump in on that? I, I wanted you know, to jump in earlier because I knew that's what it would be. But there's a, there's, I, I, I was trying to that's conjure the name. I, I'd never heard of this Is before. the name of the condition in there? It's like something, plexi, whatever. There's, there's a yeah, condition it, where you, yeah, you it, eat your own hair. Right. It doesn't say that, but yeah, you're right. Is that what happened to you, Mark? You ate your own hair? <laughs> Th- there's a, what did you do? Gaze Joey? upon me. <laughs> this could be you. If you have this disorder, reach right. out to somebody. <laughs> right. Or else, me and this guy. Look it that, up. That's, look an up a, the, that's an actual condition? Yeah, look up the term of you. Wait, the hair. compulsive eating of hair is called trichophagia. Phagia. <laughs> Phagia. Right, that yeah. too. Okay. Say so, what is it? Trichophagia. Phagia. Phagia. Yeah. The, Trichophagia. For, for, instance, for instance, if you, you'd find another story on this, but if it's you It's called eat, Rapunzel syndrome. Yeah, if you eat poop, for instance, that's called right. coprophagia. Okay. So is to eat something compulsively is a phagia. Right, so if she uh, saw hair or anything, she, she would It's eat like it? a nervous habit you develop. It's like right. anxiety-based mental disorder where you eat your own hair. Weird. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about I mean, that. I don't you do it. Just I just want to I mention mean, the it's, not, it's not like I, I do it or Irresistible urge to pull out their hair, usually from their scalp, eyelashes, and eyebrows. It's yeah. a type of impulse control disorder. People right. with these disorders know that they can do damage by acting on the impulses, but they cannot now, stop I, themselves. I, would, I, I think that has to be related in the sense of like cutting or something. Okay. Like you feel pain all or you the, do something gross. and to. But all in all fairness, don't you love putting Elmer's glue on your fingers and peeling it off? Oh, my God, yes. So it's a, a little... 
more perverted than that. Not as bad as eating poop. Not as bad as cutting. Right. So, you know. You start down that yeah. gateway drug of peeling glue off your fingers, and this you is where you end up. You guys are staying in my house tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any of this shit going on. <laughs> it's your car is going disorder. to be hair free tonight, my friend. <laughs> no, but but what? I mean, what what, what is, is that? Here? What is that compulsion? That, that, like, the it's bigger a nervous idea. disorder. But I mean, what what is it? Like I, I I saw somebody the other day that had that they had no eyebrows and they would just that's right, same thing. They just pull their eye. Is it a little bit of pain? To yeah. do what? What does that right. it's relieve? It's similar like to even cutting. cutting or whatever. What, what does that relieve? Is, is it? It's you being in control of the thing instead of some other thing. There's you some, causing the pain instead right. of something That's external. Right. You are now in control of exactly the pain wow. and the weird thing as opposed to the external circumstance upon you. So it would be. It is a control issue. Yes. Like you can't. You feel out of control. Yes. So because you. So uh, and I know I'm, I sound ignorant here, but I really want to. understand You don't. This. You don't. Y- yes, I do. Um, I, <laughs> You feel pain or attacked or whatever it might be, so you do the same thing, but you control it, yep. and that relieves. That's right. Some of it, right? It doesn't really help me understand. <laughs> well, like think of like you say, your compulsion to do something bad to counteract something good or negative. It's a it's a compulsion, so to speak, to to it, it put something back on your terms. You feel yeah. out of control. You got to do something in your control. Yeah, that's the bottom line on most of those the types of things. Joy, do you have anything to say? Okay, uh, my next news. I was article wondering here. if you've done that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, did you do that to your beard? Is what I'm saying. Is that how you lost your beard? Yeah, I pulled. I pulled it, it out. No, it. no, 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 no. But I don't think I. I'm trying to think. Like, what would my thing be? Like, I, I believe I have some control issues. So that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe it's the me riding down the road saying, like, I have literally. Joey makes fun of me, wrote, ridden down the road and yelled out the window to a grandma and her daughter, I'm going to fucking kill you, <laughs> and laughed. I mean, that's dis, I mean, as far as disorders go, I mean, that might be so rare it doesn't have a diagnosis. I mean, but I, I believe disorder I a, nonetheless. I believe I have a mental disorder because I thought, I'm just going to say this, it's not that big of a deal, I need to get it out of me. There's nothing, right? there's no disorder there. <laughs> that, that's just a practical response to your environment. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I'm with I'm with you, dude. I, I appreciate hate filled Tourette's. No, I just thought no, it was No, it's called <laughs> living in Lakeland, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for about Mark, six y'all months. are road ragers down here. Tra- no, y'all no, got traffic. We are and not stuff, all man. road ragers. Some of us are uh the opposite of whatever whatever that is. But you is. came from Southern California, which is worse, right? We I, in Southern California, everybody wants to go where they're going. Here, everyone knows on the other end of this drive, maybe death. So they don't want to get there. <laughs> Not trying to be anywhere. They're just, dude, you could be on the freeway. The fast, what is the, the fast lane? I've been here for almost four years. There's no fast lane, FYI. I know, what would you guys know having driven across the entire United States a thousand times? You know, the far left is the fast lane. It's always the fast lane, except here. Here, there's a dude with a trailer. It's free, or it's free for there's all. a guy with some people in the back of his van with the doors open. and <laughs> It's different here, man. I don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> what all else right. you got? Your all shoulder? Right. Uh, this, and that was from the Huffington Post. This is from the journal IE. Uh, dot IE. Uh, and I thought this was interesting to me because I... Matt, I think you're the same way. Joey, I don't think you were. I think you were a brown noser. If you could just but, leave me out of this, I'd appreciate no. it because I don't even support your news, so okay. just stick with Matt. Thanks. Hey, thank you so much. 
Uh, Matt, you messed with your teachers in school, right? Like you, you, you thought. See, did you think they were ironic. like this? I, I am this way. That's you not did? the way I would horrible. put it. Eighth uh, and ninth grade were just. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. My conception is they they messed with me. Right, they bothered you, right? <laughs> so I, this is a boy was arrested after. Way to cha- take responsibility, Matt. Boy was arrested arrested after this. changing his teacher's desktop background to two men kissing. <laughs> <laughs> a a middle school student was arrested and charged with a. Arrested. A cyber crime that exists oh now. Cyber gosh. crime. After he hacked into his school's computer system to play a prank on his teacher that he didn't like, Tampa Bay Times reports that the student was charged with an offense against a computer system and unauthorized access. Uh, the 14-year-old su- student reportedly logged into computers using an administrative password and changed his teacher's desktop background to okay. an image of two men kissing. Okay, so we know a couple of things. Number one. This kid is awesome. He's probably more intelligent than his teacher. Right. He figured out a password. I'm, I'm just being she, dead serious. I agree. She didn't know the password. I'm being dead serious. It was serious. password, by he, the he way. Thought, he, right. he thought of that. Yeah, it was password one, two, three. But he thought of it. He figured it out. He cracked in it. He had the idea to do the thing. And and he, it, I mean, this is not a crime. It's a, oh, it's a, a extremely simple prank. And it yeah. brings me to my next point. And this well, is, I mean, in my the, experience. The, the end of this is the 14-year-old student was immediately hired by Google. But go ahead. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> He, this kid will go on and likely be successful, right. is my prediction. And I believe that teachers, on to some degree, some percentage of them, I, don't, I won't say, okay, 75%, are, are very high ego, uh, somewhat narcissistic people that, that are extremely threatened by when people challenge them. That's maybe one reason why they like to be in charge in the front of the classroom over Weaker, who they think are less intelligent, smaller individuals. That's, that, that, that breed, I That's say a that, generalization. It's but a I generalization. Maybe, right? But in my experience, many, not all, many teachers are they 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 are they're easily threatened by right. I mean by students or intelligent kids or you know stuff that is doesn't fit the norm, and so they they go crazy when some kid pulls a pretty cool legitimate prank. So no right. offense to all teachers, and, and, but okay, and, and that I agree with you. And, and this is the reason why I thought this was interesting. Was the teacher really that devastated no. that a kid did that? I mean, like I would think, isn't that just a joke? Okay, Could, all you got to know is who do you identify with—the teacher there or the kid? That's all. No, I that's know. not all you need to know. What you need to know is whatever heinous shit this kid's been doing. I mean, I don't know. Or what other heinous shit this teacher's been doing? I'm just saying, who know. do you? Everybody out there identified naturally. Number without a doubt, they either said I can't. A kid, oh, I love the this, kid. I or love, they I'm said the kid. that kid's pretty cool. That you know, who did you identify with naturally? My guess is most people identified with the kid. Yeah, when they heard you say that story, he's that's creative. my guess. It's just yeah, it's the system. He went against it, right. and it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not my, calling him a yeah, hero, right? But I, might I do call think him a most hero. people identify right. with him, right? Like I had to sometimes think. Oh, wait a minute, my son or daughters are just trying to make a joke here. Because they've heard me make jokes, and they're just trying to figure this out. They're just trying to figure out life. It's not that big of a deal. My son calls me a poopy butt. And I go, wait a minute. I don't want him to say poopy butt at the wrong time where he can get in trouble. And I I have to think, wait a minute. He's just trying to say something extreme. That's right. For the sake of it being extreme and just be funny. So I have to hold on for a second. And, And that's what I'm saying. This kid, that wasn't that big of a deal. Nothing actually bad happened. No. She she's seen two men kissing before, right? You know what I mean. That was the first thing, and so why why did she? I mean, right, so she helped me get this kid arrested. I mean, 
please. Like, what? The arrested thing is a bit much. Right. I, I mean, come on. <laughs> and I jokingly and slightly seriously say, I think the kid's awesome. But I don't know what that teacher's been doing. Man, my, my, my wife's uh, cousin was just talking about, she's a teacher here in, in uh, well, in Polk County, which, which is where I live. You can gasp or whatever. <gasps> then uh, the kids are just, it's, they're just freaking crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. They're basically, it's not like she shows up, two children sitting at the table, and they're all like, la, 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 and we're here to learn. There, none of that happens. And uh, this isn't, uh, you know, dangerous minds either. I mean, it's just, it's mayhem. And she's behind the eight ball from the second she walks through the door to the time she ends. So maybe when the kid hacks into the laptop or whatever it is, she's, that's, what, that's what happened, right? She yep. into the computer. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was just the last straw and she had finally had something to, to pin on the poor bastard. Man, there are many know. teachers that der- deserve salute and many uh, classroom situations that are no doubt out of control. For sure. I, I agree. And that is my news. Thank you guys so much. for. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Woo. Hey, well, uh, this this news was brought to you, as always, uh, by our BC Club. I, curious, anybody in the BC Club here? Wow. Nice. Awesome. Lots of hands. Awesome. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. We really appreciate and it. And tell them the online people, too, that you yeah. got for today. The online people, Adam Brewster, Chelsea Casper, Jared Medved, Julian Williams, Luke Canfield, Ryan Hicks, Torin Murphin, Zach Griffiths, Shannon Terry, Matt Mayer, Kendrick Gockenbach, and Joel Malin. Good, good execution on that, yeah, Joey. Now, the Mayer, reason that job. is so important and so awesome is we we made this thing where it was free or it's a name your own price, but it is literally on, on the backs of the people that are in the BC Club that bought my plane ticket here to Orlando, paid for the fuel to get there, the Buffalo Wild Wings meal today. That That's the only reason we're here. We literally use that money to, to buy the plane ticket and come here for what is, in, in some regards, a modest amount of people. This podcast is not large. I think it's wildly successful, but isn't this is not a thousand people in a venue where there's security and all this stuff like this is a this is a grassroots, this is a DIY thing and it really does take the entire country, maybe the entire world uh, to put it together to where there's 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 dollars available for us, and we we really do appreciate it. Like, if there weren't the BC Club members, we would not be here today. And I, I thank you just on behalf of me personally that I get to come over here because of the money that you guys give and the st- the involvement that you have in what we are, that I get to come hang out with Toby and Joey because I don't get to regularly. So we're going to continue to do these shows. This is so much fun for us. It is the most exciting thing that we do. Toby and I already admitted it. We enjoy doing this more than if we were playing the Emory show tonight. Thank you guys so much. We really do. Thank you. Uh, Mark, what, what's, where can people access your, your latest musical projects, even though you don't care about music anymore? I love music, man. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, my latest record is White Lighter. It's a self-titled album, White Lighter, on Northern Records. And my podcast is on iNeverWas.com. iNeverWas.com. Awesome. Mark's a great guy. Give him a hand, guys. Thank you. Hey, I want to say thank you uh, to American Dance Party and Hog Eat Hog for letting us have this spot. They were the ones who stepped up to the plate, and that's pretty great. Thank you guys very much. And uh, do do they got some clothes on sale? I mean, if people yeah, American Dance Party has a bunch of clothes over here. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, by the way, real quick, uh, today is Denim Day. Does anybody know what Denim Day is? Where you wear denim? Go online tonight. Look up Denim Day. 
And uh, if you're wearing it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't want to get too far into it. Just denim day. Check it out. Thanks, Mark. Right. Yeah. And we've got uh, some T-shirts, mugs, and books here on sale if you're interested in that. But, hey, thank you guys very much. Uh, Matt, are we going to close with our traditional joke? We typically close with a joke, and if anybody in Orlando knows one, we're not. I mean, we're not responsible. You have a joke you're ready to say? All right, give him, give him the mic, Mark. Are you giving, okay, here you go. Introduce yourself, and no matter what, everybody here funny. is going to die yeah. laughing. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's actually a bad Christian joke I made up. So uh, <laughs> this just in from AP.net, Associated Press, not to be confused with Absolute Punk. <laughs> Uh, Joey Svensson, at a great rage, sadness, and jealousy, starts his own podcast um, in response to Matt's podcast, Breaking Down with Bat Ca- uh, Matt Carter, uh, Fat Christian, Great Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs>